This is part five now of Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, and that is the prayer of Paul that we would be able to see the greatness and the worth and the beauty of what he wrote in 1, 3 to 14 about God's great work of salvation and the glory of God revealed in it. So he's praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So the aim is to know God, and we need to have a spirit-shaped spirit of wisdom that can discern in what Paul has written wise and beautiful things and a spirit of revelation so that we can see in the revelation that Paul received, as we saw in 3, 3 through 6, the beauties of God. And we saw that we have to have the eyes of our hearts enlightened so that we might know. And now here we are, three things. That we might know this, what is the hope of his calling. Number two, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Number three, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe. We're going to take one lab, one session on each of those three. So today's focus is what is the hope of his calling? Why does that matter, that we have the eyes of our heart able to see this hope, that is, see the worth of it, the value of it, the beauty of it, the greatness of it, the irrevocability of it? It's because over in chapter 4, Paul does this. He's shifting from his one through three of theology to his four through six of application. It's not quite that neat, but that's the way it looks. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in the one hope of your calling. You could say that all of chapters 4 through 6 is summed up right here. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you have. Therefore, if you don't see this calling, know this calling. In other words, if this prayer isn't answered and the eyes of our hearts are not enlightened, we won't know what is the hope of our calling. And if we don't know the hope of our calling, we will not walk in a way worthy of it. So you can see the entire book hangs on the answer to this prayer. All of it. If we do not have this miracle happen, this miracle happen, a spirit given to us, eyes of our hearts open, and know. Know the way the heart knows. This hope of this calling, this book falls to the ground. So does the Christian life. I wrote a book called uh, Living by Faith in Future Grace. All that is is a fancy way of saying, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. Because that calling is a great hope. It's in the future. So let's look at it. What is the calling? God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. 1 Thessalonians 2.12, 
we charge you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen race, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 5.10 And after you have suffered a little while, that means a lifetime, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, called to eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. So, into the fellowship of his Son, into eternal life, into kingdom and glory, into marvelous light, into eternal glory in Christ, into glory and excellence. Glory, glory, glory. It's not surprising, is it, that Paul says at the beginning of this prayer, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Father of glory, may do all this, may grant you eyes to see the glory, since the main point of this text was to the praise of his glory. And what we find then is that this hope is mainly a hope to be with God in glory forever. That's the hope to which we have been called. Add to the glory of it, the beauty of it, the worth of it, the greatness of it, the irrevocability of it. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. That faithfulness means it's certain. Or as he says in 1 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9, the Lord will sustain you to the end. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ. This call mingled with this faithfulness, results in this certainty. Or, as Romans eleven twenty nine says, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So, we go back now. We need the answer to Paul's prayer, and we should pray this prayer regularly perhaps every day, God, grant me a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of yourself. I want to know you. Specifically, Lord, This, the effect of this will be, let the effect be, that the eyes of my heart 
And hearts are preferring things, valuing things, desiring things, worshiping things, devoted things. This, this is not merely mind. These eyes see glory. Grant that my eyes would see the hope of your calling in my life, namely all those glory things that Paul and Peter talked about. And grant me to see not only that it is a, a glorious destiny and that it is irrevocable, but it is also infallibly effective. Now, I'm not going to go into what that means. I'm going to refer you to part 12 of our study of 1, 11 through 14, where I explain 1 Corinthians 1, 22 to 24, and how the call of God is like the call of Jesus to Lazarus in his tomb. Lazarus, come out, and the dead man obeys, because the calling creates its effect. It creates obedience, so it is infallibly effective. Therefore, it is irrevocable, and therefore, our glorious destiny is sure, and therefore, Chapters 4 through 6 of this epistle are realistic for people who live worthy of this calling.